When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it, Hale Varsity Radio Road Show Friday as we end the regular season. Nebraska Rutgers, we're down here at Gate 25 in the rail yard today and uh, excited to be out and about a hearty group. Socially distanced, of course, is uh, gearing up for one last hurrah for Nebraska as they head to, to uh, Tony Soprano land. You can join us, can be a part of the show here on Hale Varsity Roadshow Friday, 466-3776-800-825-5865. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel, back at our ESPN studios, and a lot to get to. Derek Peterson's going to be with us here in about 25 minutes or so. We will get the, uh, the prediction, the de facto prediction for Nebraska and Rutgers from Cousin Dino coming up at 440. Pride of Fairberry's Bill Dolman. Bill Dolman with us at 5. And, uh, you know, Clausburn has been MIA the last couple of weeks. We will see if we can't run him down for the Friday forecast. can find us on Twitter. Do so. Schmidt underscore radio or at Herbal Essence for Elijah. Email chris at hailvarsity.com. And uh, you know what? It's uh, it's funny. I'm in a in a group text with some friends, and it kind of spans everywhere: uh, eastern part of the United States, Hawaii, and then locally. And uh, the uh, the joke here is, you know, you've got a trophy game for about everything and anything uh, in the Big Ten. So Nebraska and Rutgers are, are not technically rivals. Uh, the first trip for Nebraska to Piscataway since 2015. That worked out okay. It was the Seathan Carter game. But <laughs> the, the joke in the group text is the, uh, <laughs> is the, uh, the, the 13th place trophy, right? Because that's what you're, you're arm wrestling for today, potentially, uh, with Nebraska and Rutgers. And a lot of things go through my mind today about... Nebraska and Rutgers, and I saw something hilarious on Twitter. And Twitter can be really evil, can be really bad, but can be quite uplifting, too, if it's not you that's getting piled on. And Travis Scott says, you know what? I still believe in Santa Claus. What are you going to do about it? Do you still believe in the Huskers? I guess is where I'm going to go with if Travis Scott can believe in Santa you can still believe in Nebraska. Going to bring you in, Elijah. And that's where I'm, I'm torn today. You know, what part of the roller coaster ride, because we're back on it, 
are we on? Are we climbing up on the old tracks like Clark W. Griswold at, uh, at, uh, at, at, at Marty Mooseland? Or are we going to, uh, to see another descent? Are we doing a second loop only to go screaming down? Uh, today here as kickoff happens at 6.30 post-Nor'easter. I, I think they can say and, and do a, a lot of the right things, and the kids have done that, Elijah. But when push comes to shove, uh, I just think motivation may be fleeting. And it's not like Rutgers is great, but at least they're coming off a win. They're coming off a thrilling win. And right now, I don't know where Nebraska's head is at. I think there's a, a number of guys probably in that locker room that, that want to go out the right way. I also see one of their top players say, screw it, I'm out, uh, in, in Brendan Hymas earlier today. So I just I don't feel real good about tonight with Nebraska and Rutgers. And part of that is because of how bad the game plan was executed last week and, quite frankly, just the game plan in general. Does Nebraska learn uh, from last week in, in similar temperatures Worst temperatures tonight. Is Nebraska going to be able to, to line up and try and run the football? Those are all questions I have. And uh, the, the, the words in my mind say this may not go well for the Big Red. I'll just say I was not expecting you to make a Travis Scott reference during the show today whenever I showed up today. That was the last thing I was expecting. Um, but I, I think you appreciate it. Oh, I, I appreciate it a lot. I, I was in here laughing. I, I was not expecting you to go there. But it's a great point you bring up. Um, believing in Nebraska football like I believe in Santa Claus because it, it really is. <laughs> That's how I've I mean, felt about the past on. five years. <laughs> feels like I'm, I'm believing in something that there's really no hope in. <laughs> wow. Uh, th- well, that- I mean, come on now. Nebraska's been on, on the naughty list a lot this year. There's been moments where they've shifted over to the nice list because they've looked good at times. They, they, mm-hmm. And let's just go, let's, let's rewind here. I mean, the, the first half of the Ohio State game, you're going, these guys are all right, man. I, I mean, the, the last four minutes sucked, but they were right there. They put a couple of drives together. It was 17 to 14. They've got some talent. They do. It's not like they're just garbage. They're not. But, man, oh, man, you, you're, you are worn down to a nub seeing them play so inconsistently. And... That's where you're at. And it's, I mean, this, this year's sucked anyway. It zapped your energy. You've, you've held out hope to, to be able to watch Nebraska football. The kids have busted their ass to give you football. Coach Frost, uh, the Moose, I mean, go through the list. And then you do get it. And you weren't expecting an unbeaten season, clearly. But you were expecting more contests like, okay, you're right there against Iowa. You got hosed on Wisconsin. You had a chance against Northwestern, but it was about you. It really wasn't about the other team, uh, or at least there was some culpability with Nebraska's play. And and then you have moments right now where, what do you remember, dude? What Santa remember to get you on the naughty list? He remembers Illinois, and he remembers uh, a, a, a Minnesota squad that's down so many people, and all you had to do was line up in the pistol and and just just body punch body punch away and nebraska just didn't do that there are a lot of folks that are happy and smiling and masked up in here because it is graduation there's a lot of folks that are uh, are celebratory 
and it's a beautiful scene. I'll just let I'll paint that for you, Elijah. Um, back back to the game really fast. Just tonight, um, the Huskers. It, Thank you for keeping me on track. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can hear you getting distracted out there. I'm sure there's a lot of people having a good time. But with with the Huskers tonight, it's just how do you want to finish this season? Because we've seen throughout the season this team has enough talent to beat the the average teams in the Big Ten. Uh, the Purdue's, the Minnesotas, even though they didn't beat Minnesota, I think that team was good enough to beat Minnesota. Wasn't a great game plan, and, and the effort wasn't there, kind of like it wasn't there against Illinois. So it's going to come down to this this team. How much do they want it? Because, uh, I mean, in my humble opinion, I think that this team, if it was back in the Big 12 right now, could have had a 500 season in the Big 12. But the Big 10 is a different animal. It's uh, We've seen that in the past 10 years. That It's physical, it's tough, it's grinding, it's demoralizing. Demoralizing it's absolutely. Word, yeah. Demoralizing is the word, and that's what this season has been. It it has been demoralizing for this Husker football team. So do they want to finish on a good note? Because after a loss, I really don't want to see the Huskers go play in a bowl game. That would just be even more demoralizing to have a two and six season and go, oh, we're gonna we're gonna still go play in a bowl game though. See, that that kind of forwards things with the, the bowl discussion. And Nebraska's in no position to pass up an opportunity to, to kick it off. And then you, you want the pain to stop, especially if they get beat tonight, if they get rocked tonight, if they're their own worst enemy tonight. I mean, there's a hundred different ways that the ingredients have gone this season to Nebraska's defeat, right? You got boat raced in the second half uh, with some turnover issues by Ohio State. You had chances for the game-winning drive against Northwestern uh, and, uh, of course, against Iowa, they didn't go your way. You just got flat out your ass kicked by Illinois. And then Minnesota hung around, uh, thanks in part to, to your play calling. And it, it's just not acceptable. And you, you'll win today. It's better than the alternative, clearly. We talk all season long about momentum. And even if you lose today, and there's going to be a bull spot for you, you take it and you go you go play because you're still in the process of, of probably finding guys that, that want to play. They love football. And, and you have a lot of dudes like that. And it's okay to be teetering right now about do you really want to do this anymore because it's been such a grind. But you signed up for it. You got to go finish it out the right way. And, you know, I didn't really ask you. I think it's pretty telling with Hymas uh, opting out. And I get where he's at. Now, he's not Jonathan Ogden that's going to go, like, third overall, all right? Hymas is probably a fifth through seventh round guy. Nice enough dude. Always enjoyed talking with him. But I kind of echo what, what, what Rob Zadiska said earlier on our show this week, just about you wouldn't and shouldn't do that to your teammates. The, the other side of the coin is you get to see Turner Corcoran do his thing and, and I'm excited about that. So you get a jump start on what your line can look like in, in 2021. And that's what tonight can also be. It can be a bit of a jump start for Nebraska with uh, where they're at at quarterback. Dare you look at Logan Smothers if McCaffrey's ineffective, if, the, if you go to McCaffrey even, if Adrian's ineffective. I mean, do you get a little glimpse of Logan Smothers? Also... To, to the topic of, of a bowl game, I mean, there's there's a chance to see what you got because we're, we're kind of back to this. I don't know that you're settled at quarterback. And the two you have right now that we've seen play, Elijah, 
How much confidence do you have that they can be better and be consistent and there's more out there for them? They kind of are what they are, and, and that's not negative. There are really good aspects to their game. But as far as what they're asked to do in this offense, you've, <laughs> they, they've not done it at a high level or a, uh, a turnover-free level very often in, in contests this season. Yeah, I'm interested to see how Scott Frost handles the the decision-making process for who plays tonight. He said earlier in the week in the press conference that he's not planning on throwing young guys out there just to throw young guys out there. He's going to go out there and, and try to give his team the best chance to win. But we're already seeing with Hymas. I'm sure Turner Corcoran is raring to go for the game tonight. Mm-hmm. He is excited for his first career start, and I don't mind Hymas opting out, personally. I, I get the, uh, the argument for wanting to stick with your team and stay through the season, um, but this is a game that wasn't on the schedule I mean, you knew this game was coming, but it wasn't on the schedule originally. You don't want to risk going to Piscataway, catching COVID for yourself, hurting your postseason uh, training regimen to get ready for the NFL draft. And on top of that, I think Hymas knows that it's it's his time to hand over the reins to somebody else, to let somebody else get some experience. So why not do it in a game like today whenever it really doesn't mean that much? If Nebraska loses to Rutgers tonight, it's not going to be the most painful loss of the season, obviously the scoreline depending. If Rutgers goes and blows Nebraska out, I'll probably eat my words. But, I mean, you already had the Illinois loss this season. You already had the Minnesota loss this season. So it's a low-pressure environment to go get a guy like Turner Corcoran out there. So I want to see, is Scott Frost going to play some of these younger running backs? Are we going to get to see some of the uh, the wide receivers that we haven't gotten to see all year because they've been hampered? A guy like Omar Manning, I, I'm not sure if he's playing tonight. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head uh, what Scott Frost said about him. But just a, a guy like him. Is Scott Frost going to be able to, to clear the bench and get his guys ready? Or is he going to coach this game as if uh, – everything's on the line and he's going to play the best guys he's got i i think you, you you play the best guys you got you play to win but you also got a game plan to win man and you didn't do that you didn't put your guys in the best position to succeed last week against minnesota and and that's the ire all week long that's the frustration by nebraska fans and i think probably there's some frustration on the football team uh, with, I'm not saying you have to run it 75 times, but you got to kind of consider what's going on. And, you know, last week was such a, a screwy situation where it's 50s and 60s during the week, and then it's butt cold outside for Saturday. You've played in that, but it just it's just no fun unless you're doing the butt kicking to play in those conditions it sure as hell isn't fun trying to throw the football in those conditions it's not fun trying to catch the football in those conditions that's where you let your o-line fire off get downhill and whoever at running back uh does the job you hope you see mills if you're nebraska depending on his health uh you know scott's a guy that hopefully that things are good to go he's a bit he's a bigger back nebraska has to choose from Ramir Johnson's back home in the state of New Jersey. Feel bad for him because when he's got on the field, it's you know you're waiting for something big to happen for him, and he's looked okay. But you know the one touch he got last week was a minus four catch on a swing pass. Vokalek also returns home to a situation that, that he transferred out of, and of course the Noah Vedral Bowl probably will not be uh, just because. In all honesty, I mean, his ankle uh, was not good. He was on crutches uh, last week uh, after that he got the uh, WWE move pulled on him by the Maryland defender after getting it 
tweaked uh, initially. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where Rutgers goes and how effective they're going to be. So uh, all those things are storylines, but it's truly a thousand percent about motivation. Rutgers coming off a win. Rutgers uh, likely a, a bowl conversation with another win. But Nebraska right now could end up still in Phoenix or Charlotte or maybe Texas if they get a win uh, today. And even if they lose today, you know, what's their motivation like? We'll dive into it a little further. We're at Gate 25, Road Show Friday with Hale Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We'll check in with Derek Peterson of Hale Varsity next. Hale Varsity, we're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. City Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Thanks for spending time. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Road Show Friday here with Alevar City Radio. We're down here at Gate 25. As uh, Husker fans are masked up, they are spaced out, they are geared up for Nebraska and Rutgers. Say it with me. Nebraska Rutgers. I remember Rutgers' first bowl game ever. Guess who led Rutgers and Shiano out of the tunnel? James Gandolfini ran with the flag. We'll see what type of uh, entrance Nebraska can make. We welcome in the pride of Oklahoma, and he's a tremendous writer with HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. His podcast, The Varsity Club, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. We say hi to Dr. Petey, Derek Peterson, and uh, get him on Twitter at Dr. PDHV. Derek, I've got a rundown, my friend, and this is where we're at when it comes to Christmas movies per state. So when it comes to Christmas movies, Die Hard, the most popular Christmas movie in Alaska and Washington and Nebraska, yippee ki what was the most popular Christmas movie in Oklahoma? Do you have a guess? Um, Elf. Sure you do. Give me a Christmas movie. Elf. Oh, you said Elf. I Wait, thought you with, said no. With Will Ferrell. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> you said no. <laughs> no, I won't play the game. No, you just said that. Brother, it's loud here. Sorry. No, I don't want to play. <laughs> It, it is <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not Elf. Elf is the most popular, though, in Idaho. Uh, Elijah, do you Idaho, have a guess? Then. Most popular Christmas movie? I'm gonna, uh, a Christmas story? In Oklahoma. Yeah, a Christmas story. You're thinking with firearms. Okay, that's it's not nice. It's Home Alone, oh, you filthy animals. That's my favorite Christmas oh, movie. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. So, there we go. Uh, what's the movie? If, if Nebraska's football season in 2020... Represented a Christmas movie, Derek. What movie is it? Oh God, what a question! Um, geez, I don't. You put me on the spot. I don't know. I don't know. Bad Santa. Um, Christmas Vacation. The beginning, like anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Maybe I don't know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, when I came on here, I was going to ask you what your favorite Christmas movie was because um, my wife and I are kind of winding down as we get closer. We're watching one each night, and we were talking last night about like 
we have kids, what's our kind of night before Christmas tradition going to be? What are we going to have? And I told her, like, we got to watch Christmas Vacation the night before. We're going to make that a tradition every year because that's mm-hmm. my favorite Christmas movie. You know, Junior and Mama of our, I mean, she went and bought a Blu-ray. She dusted off our Blu-ray player, like found that in the storage room, and now owns it. So she doesn't have to see it on AMC halfway through, okay? Because it's on every night. Christmas yeah. Vacation's sweet. I mean, that's that's obvious. That's mine. And my favorite part of it is when he's at the lingerie counter. I mean, that's that's just... It, there's a lot of great scenes in that. Uh, but the lingerie counter is just incredible. Incredible Chevy Chase. Where you can't even see the line, Russ. I mean, it's just so good. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... it's uh, it's fair. And, yeah, right now, Nebraska football is Clark Griswold. Amen. A freaking men. So, how do you feel about tonight? Do you think Nebraska comes out motivated? Do you think Nebraska says, screw it? Or somewhere in between? Uh, that's the million-dollar question right there. Um, you know, we're going to figure that out pretty early because it's going to be cold. Um, it's going to be very cold in New Jersey. When I'm not there, obviously. Um, thankfully, it's too cold for my liking um there's I, I i question what there is left for them to play for um i don't think they'll go to a bowl game i don't know if they'll want to go to a bowl game i know what bill moose said but i question like deep down when the chips are down if they'll want to go play another game um this season has been taxing um it's been trying on everyone it's been stressful for everyone i, I that's the million dollar question right because I mean, it's not like this is a primetime game. It's not like this. I mean, it's it's in primetime, but it's not like there are going to be a bunch of eyeballs on this game. This game, for all intents and purposes, is not going to impact the, the greater college football landscape. Um, it's <laughs> Rutgers, Nebraska at 6.30 on a Friday night, the week before Christmas on BTN, and 30 minutes after this one starts, the Pac-12 championship starts. So, like, what what does Nebraska have to play for? What does it use as motivation um, I've kind of thought that, like, at least from an outside perception standpoint, like, this game could cause more harm if they lose than it could cause good things if they win. Sure. Just speaking as, as an outsider looking at, like, the perception of everything. Um, but I think, that could, I think that could be different from the player's perspective, from the coach's perspective. I think, you know, I really do believe Scott when he says, he says it often that, these guys just need to find ways to win, to, to just have that confidence and, and to allow that confidence to grow and build. And, you know, these guys need need proof of concept. And for, for a guy like Cam Taylor Britt that's been here three years and has, has bought in from the get-go and it just hasn't worked, like these guys need proof of concept. And I think, you know, even, even with an otherwise meaningless game tonight, I still think you can find that if... You know, if, if you have, like, let's say they had another great week of practice and it finally translates to the field, that's something that you can build on. That's something that you can feel good about going forward. And you can say, like, all right, we've, we've taken our lumps this year, but finally, here at the end, finally, we have something that we can build on. We can say, 
we did what we were supposed to do the week leading up to the game, and then it finally translated. So let's hold on to this feeling and let's try to recapture this feeling as we move into next season. So I think, you know, that's obviously a positive that you can take away. That's a motivating factor, if you will. Um, but, you know, like I said in the beginning, I, I don't know if that's the way they'll approach the game. Um, you would like to think that they would, but we're going to find out in like really early on. Derek Peterson with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, previewing Nebraska and Rutgers. And Derek, the, the big storyline for Nebraska entering tonight's game is Brendan Hymas. Uh, he has opted out now, going to the NFL draft in the spring. How much do you think that that loss is going to affect the offensive line? And, and does Rutgers have the type of front seven that can really uh, take advantage of that type of situation uh, against a young, true freshman left tackle? I mean, it's going to affect them a lot. Um... That, I mean, he was, the line hasn't been consistent this year, but he's been the most consistent piece of that line. Um, you know, he, if you look at, like, PFF grades, if that's kind of your mm-hmm. cup of tea, like, he's graded out pretty average to good um, all season long, and nobody else really has. So they're going to miss him. Um, you know, he's, he's a guy that someone like Ethan Piper can kind of lean on. <clears throat> if he doesn't quite know what's going on pre-snap, he can kind of look over and talk to the guy that – has the record for most consecutive starts in the history of this program. Um, so the things that Brendan Hymas gives you both on the field and off it are, are kind of um, immeasurable a little bit um, and, and certainly um, certainly valuable. You know, I don't think anybody at any point this year should, should have looked at the offensive line and said, yeah, you know what, 76 over there at left tackle is the problem. Um, so they're going to miss him. And in replacing the guy with the most starts, uh, most consecutive starts in this program's history. They're, they're going to trot out a true freshman left tackle. Um, Brennan Hymas played as a true freshman tackle, and he said it's not something that's easy. Um, Turner's had some time to, to be in the program and develop. Um, I, I definitely think that, that they think that he's the, the future. Him and Ben Hart are going to be their future tackles, the pillars on the, the edges of the line. Um, you know, that future starts now. Um, so there's going to be growing pains. Um, he's going to make freshman mistakes. He's not going to be perfect. They're just going to have to work through it. And, and I think, you know, with, with Turner over at left tackle, with Bryce still kind of having his ups and downs at right tackle, um, and then Ethan Piper to a lesser extent at left guard. Like it's going to be really incumbent on a guy like Cam Jurgens to have another solid, clean snapping game. Um, and it's, it's you know the onus is really going to be put on Matt Farniak to be better than he has been in, in terms of his play, and to be sort of a, a calming um, a calming force on that offensive line because he's a senior, and then everybody else is underclassmen. Um, so you know. We'll see. Um, Turner's going to be better three years from now than he is tonight. Um, it's just, you know, it's just a matter of like, <laughs> what do you, what do you get from him tonight? They're they're certainly going to miss Brendan Hymas. Derek Peterson's with us. HailVarsity.com and Magazine and Dr. PDHV on Twitter's where you find him. Derek, about three minutes here in this segment. Uh, a, a final thought on Nebraska Rutgers. Is this uh, again uh, a game for the for the defense to carry, or do you believe Nebraska can can do enough offensively to to help out the defense? I hated last week's game plan and execution. I mean, they're they're hand in hand, right? So, 
Does Nebraska learn from that? Can they line up with their personnel on the line and and run the football and and, and get out of dodge with a win? And, and defensively, I mean, is, is it going to be up to the defense to kind of set the tone? It, I mean, it's been up to the defense all year long. I don't think that changes tonight. Um, I think it'll be sloppy on the offensive side of the ball. That's just kind of my gut feel about it. Um, they've, they've relied on their defense to keep them in games all year long. I don't expect that to change. Um, I think the defense can continue to play well because I think the defense is, is, has really, really shown signs of progress. Um, and, and one of the most important things is that they're showing it on, um, you know, practice Tuesday. Um, they're talking about it. And then they're also showing it on film on Saturdays and on the stat sheet when you look at it Sunday morning. Um, I, I, you know, I think the defense can sort of carry them. The defense can keep them in the game. Um, but the offense, I, I don't think anybody can believe in the offense. I don't think anybody can have faith in the offense right now until they go out and prove um, that they're, they're deserving of that. So we'll, we'll see. I know that probably doesn't really answer your question. Um, I, I think the defense can carry them, but the offense is just such a question mark that I don't, I don't think you can have any kind of faith in those guys that they're just going to all of a sudden turn it around in a, in a short week in a game that you, know, you, you question their motivation for. Derek Peterson, Dr. PDHV is where you find him on Twitter. You'll have a killer column uh, on Nebraska football. Great coverage with Nebraska women's basketball and uh, HaleVarsity.com and magazine. Bundle it. Get that Husker fan the holiday gift they deserve. 8553HuskerHaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe. Derek, you and, uh, and, and Mrs. Dr. Petey have a great holiday and Christmas, buddy. Thanks for jumping on. Appreciate it, man. You too. Thanks for having me. All right, there he is. He said elf, not no. Uh, we'll hear from Cousin Dino. The pick coming up here. His thoughts on Nebraska Rutgers on the way. He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hale Varsity Radio. I got the body of a taut pre-teen Swedish boy. Thanks for spending time. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Road Show Friday with Hale Varsity Radio. We are here at Gate 25. A lot of Nebraska fans are here, spaced out, masked up hydrating to white knuckle through another night kickoff here. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Gate 25, where we're at. uh, Just money, food and drink specials, and we're inviting you down here safely and responsibly, of course. Uh, I enjoy uh, family this time of year. And a guy who's seen a lot of Nebraska football, a guy that's been in just overly important in my life with Nebraska games, been to a lot of them with him. Uh, Cousin Dino is on the horn. He has given us his prediction, and he's uh, he's over 500 this year, so listen to him. Uh, Cousin Dean Schmidt checks in. Cousin Dino, Merry Christmas, buddy. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great, Chris, but, you know, over 500, I'm barely over 70, Chris. You know, don't, don't go to bed, Chris. <laughs> I, I, what I meant by your 500, Cousin Dino, is, is you're, you're above water, my friend, with well, uh, your picks. <laughs> well, that, that's a good thing, but uh, I sure would uh, like to hope that we're going to end this thing the right way this season, uh, the end this last game. 
Uh, maybe we're still playing for a bowl game. I don't know. Well, I would like to see him in Charlotte or get him to, to Phoenix with a win. And we asked uh, things to start the show off. You know, uh, world-famous rapper Travis Scott still believes in Santa. I know you and Carson have Travis Scott on your iPhone playlist. So to transfer it into football, do you still believe in the Huskers, specifically the offense? Can tonight be different as you look at this thing, Cousin Dino? How are you shaking it out here? What gives you hope? What gives you fear? Well, I I hope that we can get uh, maybe some motivation from the weather. I was thinking about that tonight as we let the three horses out of the barn. It's been a colder than normal day here, and they chose, you know, rather than stay in and blanketed and in the heated uh, barn, you know, they decided to get out and kick their heels up a little bit. So maybe weather is a motivating factor. I, I think the defense probably got the upper hand. Um, are you still okay there? Yeah, I'm good. They're giving oh, okay. you a standing O here in the bar. Oh, I, I got maybe, <laughs> maybe that last comment about the horses. I didn't know. No. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, getting down to the game, um, we're, what, favored by six and a half points. I decided to go rogue on the game, and that's uh, basically the play it. To combine um, the over-under and the over um, and parlay together with uh, the points. So Nebraska has got plus one and over under is over 44. So hopefully we can win by one and the total points are, are over 44 points. So and, your, your friends got, in the got, desert are it, saying it's going to be a you know 24 to 20 type ball game right there Cousin Dino with uh, the, the, the total number. And where are they getting six and a half seven points and it started out at five and a half points vegas has cleaned up on nebraska as a favorite well they uh, what you do is when you you tie two bets together into a parlay you get six extra points on each side of it so if nebraska's um favored to win by six and a half this bet only they only have to win by half a point and if the over and under was 52 then you take six away from that, and that gets us actually 46 points that we have to clear. So, And then you win your bet. But both sides have to come through. Well, do we want to go into the amounts? 27-24. For $3,000. Three grand. Okay, Dino yeah. says three grand in Nebraska to win by half a point. You are a optimistic dude, Dino. I love it. <laughs> Well, it makes up for the pessimism of the last week. But uh, uh, bet with your heart, not your money. No, I, I get it. So, last thought here. Cousin Dino's with us. His prediction here on Hale Varsity Radio. Bowling. If you were, if Bill Moose called you tomorrow, and he might, and said, Cousin Dino, are you going? What do you say? Do we go to a bowl game if they lose tonight? Do you still go? If it's Charlotte and or Phoenix and they're taking a spectators in the stand, I'm there. I, I know or where you're going to be, but just overall, you you extend this season. 
I think you have to. I, I, I mean, if the, if he can get the kids to stay and they want to stay, what a better motivating factor is to go out and prove something, you know? And um, the extra weeks of practice and all that has been chronicled. So I say, yes, let's go. But only if we win the bet tonight. Absolutely. Got any money on Notre Dame Clemson we need to know about? Um, no, not tonight. I'll, I'll change that tomorrow, though. I'm going to parlay this money <laughs> on Notre yeah. Dame tomorrow. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, tis the season. Cousin yeah, Dino I, with us on Hale Varsity. Dino, you have a great uh, weekend. Cheer hard tonight. And uh, God love you. Thanks for jumping on and, and breaking it down for us. Super. Thanks a bunch, Chris. Bye. There he is. It's Cousin Dino. He is... Gone with the parlay, the over-unders, and uh, the half-point numbers where, where he's at. We'll have the Friday forecast coming up here momentarily, uh, about an hour or so. We're down here at Gate 25. Great spot to be at here in Nebraska and Rutgers and the Hale Varsity Road Show on Friday. Uh, excited to be here, and we are winding down another year of uh, just good stuff. So we'll be ready for the uh, Real Red Reaction Show immediately following Nebraska Rutgers tonight. Our dear friend JP from 96 Kicks will be part of it. Elijah Herbal uh, will try not to uh, get lost between the show now and the (laughs) Real Red Reaction Show. And uh, we'll take you into the night and then weekend edition Tomorrow morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Uh, myself, Mark Cranach, so we are ready to go. So Bill Dolman is still on deck. Clasburn, he's imaginary. He wears red for the Friday forecast coming up in one hour. Numbers to get in, 466 A lot of questions right now. Can Nebraska's offense do their job, run the football tonight? Defensively, can Nebraska stay on this track of being uh, just locked down really solid uh, when it comes to third down stops? Turnovers are so key. Had a bad feeling, honestly, last week uh, with Nebraska-Minnesota. I know I picked Nebraska to win. Uh, Honestly, I was like, you know, this might be one of those games where turnovers bite you. They did. Nebraska minus two. There's your difference in the ball game with points off turnovers. Can happen tonight. And uh, some of the young pups need to step up. Wind down hour one here from Gate 25 with Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now. And now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. We're here at Gate 25. Roadshow Friday. Folks are masked, folks are uh, spaced out, and folks are ready for some football tonight. Nebraska and uh, Rutgers, you're invited down, and uh, we are anxiously awaiting, you know, what Nebraska shows up tonight. Is it uh, the typical Nebraska? Rutgers has not been good at home. They've been better on the road. Uh, I want to remind you about your friends at West Blue Realty. And uh, they have their Santa hats on because they are in the mood to give. Tom Luby and Kelly Hofschneider have been incredible. 
with West Blue Realty. They specialize in residential home sales in Lincoln and the surrounding communities. And for a limited time, you mentioned Hale Varsity Radio. And uh, they can take $1,000, provide up to $1,000 on the closing of your next home purchase. Again, Tom Luby. Give him a shot at 402-540-3768. Kelly Hofschneider, give Kelly a call at 402-202-2312. It pays to work with West Blue Realty. BTN right now showing the uh, incredible game between Nebraska and Northwestern 2013, the Hail Mary game with uh, Westerstash making the grab, Searles gasping for air at the bottom of the pile, and uh, Ron Kellogg, man, making the play from midfield, Amir Abdullah jumping into the stands right now because all Amir did was grind out nine yards when he needed eight on fourth and eight on a check down. I'd love to see... uh, Somebody in Nebraska's backfield get the same type of touches that Amir got. That means you need somebody at the skill level. Does Nebraska have that back on the roster? Don't know. Clearly no Amir yet. So let's dive into a little uh, Notre Dame for a moment. Elijah, let's hear Coach Brian Kelly scream at the Rose Bowl when it comes to fans and their attendance. Yeah, we would opt out. Why would we play if, if you can't have the families at the game? So they got to figure out how to make sure that whatever sites they play at, that the parents are going to be watching their sons play. If, if you can't have families at bowl games, I mean, why would you go to a game where your families can't be part of it? What, what's the sense of, of playing a game? You know, in 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 an area of the country where you know what I mean, nobody can be part of it. He isn't wrong. If you can't have fans, and I know things are screwy out west when it comes to COVID numbers, you move it. The uh, 49ers have relocated to finish their season. Dare I say, move the Rose Bowl if you're not going to allow people to space out in the hundred thousand plus venue. All right. You make it happen. You space it out. You allow, like, fans and, well, hold on. You, you allow for sure family and friends. And there you go. Simple, period. End of discussion. Notre Dame will not win this game of chicken. If they win and beat Clemson to get into the college football playoff, they'll, they'll go. Don't kid yourself. That's a paycheck. And uh, Notre Dame's been absent for a while, but second time with Coach Kelly. I mean, it's not a bad run for him. Two college football playoff appearances and a title game beatdown by Alabama. The Pride of Fairbury's next, Bill Dolman. We're here at Gate 25 with Hale Varsity. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. It's Hour 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery on the road today. 
here at Gate 25, getting ready for Nebraska. Rutgers can join us down here. Excited to, to check out how Nebraska ends this season. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio at Herbal Essence. And uh, we welcome in his normal time slot. Super excited to spend time with the pride of Fairbury and Hallmark star Bill Dolman with his NBC Sports at uh, Bill Dolman on Twitter. Billy D, you're just you're, you're you're famous, bro. You've done college basketball, you've done college football, you've done pro ball games, you've been a mattress ax, uh, actor, and I mean that in a positive sense. And uh, you uh, you're all over it. And we get to talk Rutgers, Nebraska on a Friday. How excited are you? You haven't seen the Jeep commercial yet. No, tell me about this Jeep commercial. No, no, no. no. Made... I'm not, I don't. I don't want to give it away. I don't want to give it away. So, uh, did you demand in your contract it was a red Jeep? Um, I, I think actually that it is a, a sort of a red Jeep. But then again, when we wear those alternate uniforms, who knows what color we are anymore? But uh, nevertheless, um, uh, so that that may be coming your way sometime soon. If you're in the uh, the holiday mood to buy somebody a Jeep, but anyway. Um, that's that's another that's another story for another time. So you fired up about tonight, or are you just kind of like uh, depressed that the season's gone the way it has? Well, yeah, I, it, it's it's odd because we're playing a Friday night game. You know, it it's one thing to play the the Black Friday game or whatever it is against Iowa because that's just that's just a given. It's just really odd that there's a game today. Um, and it, I mean, it's, it's on opposite the Pac-12 championship game, which is even odder because you have two teams that have played five games and one of them got there because it, the other team can't play. So it's just it. This it's like today just kind of encapsulates the entire college football season of oddities, which I've said from the beginning. Just seems like it's, in, it's just a completely entirely exhibition season. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's nice. The Browns going to have a stage, and people are going to watch, hopefully, and and we'll see some good things out of them. And it's a chance to potentially end the season on a positive note. But I guess from what I've read this week, potentially set themselves up for the prestigious Duke Mayonnaise uh, Bowl game coming up uh, in like a week or something. Right, and is the Mayo Bowl is that down in Frisco or because I've seen some sort of credit. Uh, something or other in, in Phoenix, which would be awesome. We could be there for that. Also, Charlotte, not far from Cousin Dino, but is the Mayo Bowl down in, in your old stomping grounds down in Texas? I, you know, I, I really don't know. I, quite frankly, never heard of it, so I'm not sure <laughs> if Mayo question. stands for mayonnaise or if it's for the Mayo Clinic. But right. nevertheless, if Nebraska gets to play in a game, great. Um, I can't remember who I saw them, uh, you know, scheduled to, or penciled in to play. Texas-San Antonio. Again, if, if, you have, if you have teams bowing out of championship games because of COVID or for whatever reason that there is, you know, I, if I'm Nebraska and things may not go well today, which they better go well today, but if they don't go well today, I, I wouldn't put the gear away. You know, I, I'd wait for the call to come in, and until they say, can you be here tomorrow or later today, I would think Nebraska would be at the ready to play. So I just, it's just an odd, the whole thing is just odd. Um, and I hope that they win. That's the bottom line, I think, at this point. 
Bill Dolman's with us, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, Hale Varsity Radio. Do you worry about a, a Scott Frost-led team being motivated? And I ask that because of how grueling the season's been, but do you worry about a disconnect? I mean, because there's proof of concept where, guys, this is how you're going to win. This is how you're going to get better. Do what I tell you. And yet last week's game plan was, was last week's game plan. And I, I think that's what's ticked off Nebraska fans the most, where you just refuse to run the football early. It's not that you didn't run it for 200 yards, but there was a way to go after Minnesota, and it, it was all about chucking it around the yard, man, and, and that really wore out Nebraska fans. And there's there's been instances in Scott's three years, Bill, and I know he's got to grow into some things, where the common sense approach to the armchair people, me and everybody else, wasn't taken. And for the life of you, you can't figure out why you didn't try and do more on the ground. Well, do they have the absolute confidence in the offensive line to to do that? Um, I've seen way too many instances over the last couple of years, again, where it's first and goal at the five and you end up you know, missing a field goal. Um, so, you know, is, is Nebraska the kind of team that can rely on its offensive line to uh, allow? You know, look, I, I know they've got nice running backs. They have young running backs. Do they have great running backs? Not yet. Um, so, do they have the kind of ground game? And you, you can't necessarily continue to leave it in the hands of Adrian Martinez and and Luke McCaffrey to run every play. And uh, it it. it it looks more and more like, you know, Frank Solich's team with Jamal Lord, um, where, you know, the, the, the prominent ball carrier and your best ball carrier is, is your quarterback. And um, at some point, I think Nebraska needs to find a running back, and maybe the kid out of Georgia is him. I don't know. Maybe these guys from, that are behind Mills will, will grow into the role. But if you're going to run the ball, you've got to have all the pieces in place to get the job done. And I'm, I just, I'm not sure that there is that right now. Um, up front and in the backfield. I'd love to see it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, the, I, I, I don't know why that, you know, I shouldn't say I don't know why. You know, Tom swallowed his pride, if you will, back in the early 1980s when he couldn't beat Oklahoma, and he goes from a pro-passing attack with Vince Ferragamo and Dave Hum and uh, Steve Runty and Kim Hager and all those guys and, you know, decides let's run the option. And they completely changed things. And so part of me says, why not, why not put some more option principles into Nebraska's offense? You don't have to, you know, devote 100% to it where you're throwing seven times a game, but you could certainly, you know, become much more of an option team and throw it still 15 times a game, be efficient, and dominate people. I've had more than one coach in my career, more than one, say the greatest offense ever designed in football is the option. Bill Dolman's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Bill, you're talking about the, the passing game and, and how it relates to the option. I don't think we'll see any more option tonight. And I don't even know if Scott Frost is going to bring it back uh, for next season or, or even down the line. But when you're looking at this passing attack tonight, who do you think needs to step up? Is it on the quarterback or is, is it on the receivers? Because I know Adrian or Luke, if he gets some snaps tonight as well, uh, is going to have a young offensive line in front of him without Brendan Hymas uh, at left tackle. Yeah, that's uh, it's an interesting dynamic that uh, you know Brendan Hymas is, you know, God love him and I wish him well. I think it's just odd that you know you, you call it good the week before your final game to prepare for the draft. I mean, I, I, I don't quite understand that. You know, and not I don't I'm not trying to be critical of him. He's doing what's best for him. 
but it's a dynamic that's happened in college football that you know teams are kind of left with with that uh, with that absence. Um, as far as stepping up, I, I really think it's on the quarterback. I, you know, I, I don't think Nebraska has the downfield threat that they were going to have. Certainly, we've not seen Omar Manning for whatever reason that is, um, and I'm not privy to it, and um, I've not read much about it. But so many times in watching Nebraska's offense in passing situations, you've seen uh, checkdowns and you know five-yard passes on third and eight. And there's guys running around downfield wide open. And then you've seen guys wide open and they're missed. Um, I, I, you know, Adrian had that stretch where he was like 72 or 80% of his passes in two games. Well, that's all well and good when you're throwing the ball, you know, five to seven yards. But if you can't stretch a defense, then, you know, your, your passing game is still limited anyway. You're just ex- basically you're executing long handoffs. And Nebraska doesn't have the dynamic receiver to catch the ball necessarily other than Wondell Robinson to catch it and get you big yards afterwards. Uh, but there's just way too many passes that are, you know, that are safe. And there are too many passes to people that are just, you know, not, not close to being completed. So to me, that's on the quarterback. Bill, you know, it, it is on the quarterback. And bigger picture here with Nebraska – do they have the people to run Scott's Central Florida wide open offense? I mean, I've talked to enough people this week that are, are pretty good with saying, look, they've got personnel to, to, to run the football if they'd want to emphasize that. That's the, the Dr. Rob Zadiskas of the world. He, he believes that and some other offensive linemen I've checked in with. Now, you mentioned something a little earlier about swallowing pride and and, you know, how are you going to win games? It, I'm not saying you can't have elements of what you did down in Florida, but I don't know that you got the guy to – maybe you do. Maybe maybe it, it everyone develops and it, it's, a, it's a better 2021. But, Billy D, there's just no identity uh, with the offense, and there's just no comfort right now. I mean, they had the, the pistol, and – they moved the pocket a little bit, and Wandale ripped off a 50-yard run, but they never went back to it. They never made Minnesota stop it. And I'm just perplexed as to why this this offensive side of the ball just can't get rhythm or seems to outthink themselves. I mean, and, and you can pick a lot of games in three years where they, they, they've just kind of kind of gone off the, the radar, so to speak. Yeah, I, I've said this before, you know, for 25 years – and I know we're not going back to the Osborne era, but when you would watch a game, and anybody who's football savvy can watch the best teams, and, and you can see how the the fourth quarter has been set up by, you know, the first quarter. And, you know, Tom's offenses, Tom's game plans, you know, were novels. And you, you had four chapters, and, you know, we all knew how it was going to end eventually, and oftentimes so did most opponents. But, you know, what we've seen really over the last 20 years, unfortunately, are some are short stories at best and and at worst one-liners like well let's give this a shot and let's give this a shot there's there's no you know it doesn't seem like there's a a, a flow where one play or one series sets up you know another series or sets up another quarter or sets up the end of the game because, you know I, I go back to for example the the, the 90 tom's last game the 98 um, orange bowl against tennessee um 
you know, that, that was a rugged first half and things weren't going well. And Tom comes out in the, in the second half needing to do something spectacular, you know, to sway the votes as they, people want to do. What did we do? <laughs> Ran the ball 21 times out of 22 plays. 21 times out of 22 plays. And at the end of the third quarter, it's one of the most, you know, memorable moments for me was Leonard Little shaking Scott Frost's hand at the end of the third quarter. I mean, there's still another quarter to go. But they had just so demoralized with plays that they knew, everybody knew they were going to run. You just couldn't stop it. And, but that was all set up, you know, because that's what Nebraska did. And, uh, you know, it wasn't gimmicky. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary. Even, you know, the, the, another famous game, the 94 game against Colorado, when it was, you know, the, the Buffs were going to come into Lincoln and, and steamroll the Huskers, even though they were 1-2 and two or 2-3 two and three in the polls. And, and, you know, Tom decides to open up that offense by throwing to the tight end more. I mean, that, and, and Bill McCartney even, though we didn't expect him to go to the tight end more. To the tight end? That's a wacky play. I mean, that's out of the ordinary. No, it was all within the scheme of the offense. And it, and one quarter set up the second, set up the third, and the game's over by the fourth. I think we just have too many, you know, one-liners and short stories where nothing really flows, and that's that's a bit of a problem. Now, does he have the personnel in place? I don't know. You would think with a quarterback that's been around as long as Martinez that you would be able to, you know, have something that would flow better, but it just doesn't. And that part of that goes to the misses on, on, on open, you know, the passing game. It doesn't have to be a spectacular passing game. It just needs to be efficient, but efficient deep enough that you, that you make that defense honest. Bill Dolman's with us, Sale Varsity Radio. Roadshow Friday. We're here at Gate 25 down in the rail yard, getting ready for Nebraska and uh, Rutgers. Billy D, let's get a score prediction from you. And uh, how do things shake out tonight in Soprano Land? Well, I, you know, it, it, I think that it, this is this is a very similar thing. In, in one week, Nebraska is playing another rivalry game. We saw the, the big rivalry game uh, last night with Nebraska and Doan meeting on the hardwood. <laughs> and there's a reason why you don't let, you know, it, when it's that intense, you just don't let those teams play that often. And you saw what happened, you know, the 110 to 64. And when you've got Nebraska and Rutgers meeting and renewing their rivalry that goes back well over three games to four, um, uh, you know, I, I would look for a similar outcome. I think Nebraska's motivated. And, uh, you know, I, I would I would think Scott's probably got his team thinking, if Fred can do it, so can we. So I'm going to say it's 110 to 64. Jeez. <laughs> One ten, that'll be the Russian difference. Uh, Bill Dolman says one ten to sixty four. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Billy D will get caught up again soon. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you and your fam, buddy. Thanks so much for jumping in with us. Thank you. Merry Christmas, and don't forget to catch biathlon and cross country skiing on the networks of NBC Sports. There he is, Billy D. Bill, take care, brother. All right, be good. Merry Christmas. Bill Dolman, biathlon on the networks of NBC Sports. And Dolman says 110 to 64. Nebraska over Rutgers. That's a that's a cover. That is a cover. Some more thoughts. Uh, Nebraska and uh, Rutgers. Uh, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal were here at gate 25 ahead of Nebraska Rutgers. And then don't forget, Real Red Reaction follows 
immediately following Nebraska Rutgers on ESPN. Lincoln, a quick timeout. Back with more Hale Varsity Roadshow Friday presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show, chris at halevarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hale Varsity Roadshow Friday here at Gate 25. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Real Red Reaction follows uh, immediately after Nebraska Rutgers. Into the night, weekend edition tomorrow morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Numbers to get in, 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. Find us on Twitter, Schmidt underscore Radio Essence. Email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. So an update here from Piscataway with our friend Parker Gabriel, who's on site there. So when it comes to pregame warm-ups, you've got Adrian working with Cam Jurgens, but you also have Logan Smothers working with Farniak with the twos at center. Luke McCaffrey also working with Farniak. And uh, Nebraska's brought five quarterbacks instead of four, which has been the norm on the road. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I say. Good. Find me a quarterback that can be consistent completing the ball. Find me a line that can protect the quarterback when he's got to drop back in obvious passing situations. The 2013 Classic is on ahead of Nebraska Rutgers from 2013. That was the Leonte Carew-led 8-5 and five Rutgers squad where Nebraska and Bo uh, lit up a, 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 dare I say, bowl-bound Rutgers team. So here's what I want to see tonight. I want to see Pistol. I want to see Wandale over the middle. I want to see Mills with, I don't know, 13 carries at the end of the first quarter, health permitting. And I want to see some zone read where you can stretch and stress a defense with some of their decision-making. Rutgers has got a good defensive line that have combined for over 20 tackles for loss. Make them be run stoppers today. They're a little undersized. They are good, but they're also good at getting after the quarterback. Do not bleeping help them. Do not help them. When it comes to what you're asking your offensive line to do, all right? Uh, Verdov, Turner, Oseki uh, are, are really good for Rutgers on that line. You've got two freshmen, protect them. And Nebraska's had moments, right? They had moments this season where momentum turned against them in all of the five losses, right? You had the sack fumble against Iowa. You had the ear hole pass against Northwestern. You had moments against Ohio State where it's 17-14, end of half, they punch one more in, and then you're, you're driving uh, about the 10-minute mark in the third quarter to try and answer, and, and, and you fumble the football, right? Illinois, you tied things up at seven apiece. 
And then McCaffrey came in, rolled, interception, ball game. And that's not a slam on Mac. It's just those are some of those moments. Don't let that moment happen to you tonight if you're Nebraska football. And limit your mistakes, run the football, put your quarterbacks in position, and find somebody to lean on and just do what you do. Rutgers, listen, man, they're anxious to to try and get a fourth win. Think about that, Elijah. Rutgers is is in position to be four and five on the season, get a bull bid and end up five and five in a year. We have talked a lot about year three for Nebraska. We talked about the, 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 the third year of those pretty legendary builds at Colorado and Virginia Tech and Wisconsin and Kansas State and Iowa with COVID Kirk. And and right now Nebraska's just behind schedule. And tonight with that quarterback travel party, Elijah, you've got somebody that you can go to and see if they can run the offense, not make mistakes. I think Adrian will be okay, but Adrian's got to get help tonight. And this is what I was saying last hour about how is Scott going to play this? Is he going to give some of these young guys a chance to play? And and that's what it it sounds like to me. Uh, Either Will has jumped over Matt Farniak and has become the backup center, and that's why he's working with Luke, which is a a young guy who could maybe uh, get some time in the offensive line. Or it means, uh, which is more likely, that Smothers has jumped over McCaffrey in the depth chart this week, and and he's going to be the backup. Um, Either way, I'm excited because it it means that – Maybe we could see some of these young faces tonight. Maybe we could see the future of this Husker football program because if this year has shown us anything, it's that the the present of this Husker football team is not good enough to compete for the Big Ten. So if the present isn't good enough, let's start seeing some of those faces from the future and see what we're going to have in a year or two. Here's what we got, too. Uh, this just in from Sam McEwen. So yeah, Luke McCaffrey is not throwing in warm-ups. So... Maybe he is going to get a look at what he's thrived in best, and that's ball carrier, pass catcher versus pass thrower. Or you've seen work, and they're going to get Smothers a look tonight if Adrian's off, or they're just going to work Smothers in. I think you've got to, you've got to balance this. You've got to go try and win the game, clearly. And you can say, screw it, who cares? But all honesty, man... You can't pull off the the dirty trifecta of Illinois, Minnesota, and Rutgers. You can't lose to those three. You can't beat Penn State and and, and circle that as your your signature. Well, if I can jump in, in here, really in, fast. in a brutal year of 2020, you you, you can't go over three against the, the 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 teams everybody would have put the mortgage on you beat this year, considering the circumstances. Well, look look at the four teams of Purdue, Minnesota. Illinois and Rutgers. I don't care if COVID's happening. I, this has been a, a three, four year issue where you're going one and three against those four teams. That's where this has to start. I know the win against Penn State is nice and that one makes you feel good because they're better because they're better, but that's not where your record is getting to 500. Your record is getting to 500 by beating the teams that you're supposed to beat. The teams like Purdue, the teams like Minnesota, the team like tonight that they're going to be facing in Rutgers. If you can't get the wins against these teams, it doesn't matter how well you're playing against the good teams because you're not going to get to 500 going one and three against these four teams. Uh, Noah Vedral is not on the field for Rutgers. So Nebraska and Rutgers 
warming up in Piscataway. About an hour from kickoff, we're here at Gate 25 as um, Hale Varsity Roadshow Friday. It's pretty simple with uh, with Nebraska, uh, how they go out and do this here. Defensively, listen, as we talk about this season and, and kind of review things, I sure hope defensively you get Honus back and Stilly back. I like what the line's done. But it, it, it is as good as you can feel for progress and development and some depth defensively. You feel empty offensively uh, if you're a Nebraska fan. And, and maybe, maybe you're an eternal optimist. But quite honestly, man, for them to, to, to go backward as much as they have, for them to be a, an offensive line that people felt good about, inclu- that's coaches included going in, for them to, to really under-deliver this year is, is quite horrific. And you hope things get turned around. They go out okay today. The line play... The thing is, is they, they've played up. The offensive line's played well enough to win, yardage-wise and running the, the, the football-wise, against Iowa, against Northwestern, and against Ohio State. They ran for 200 yards against Ohio State, so the run game is there. But it's that playing down to your competition. It's that inconsistency. And listen, I'm not putting Nebraska on some great pedestal when I say playing down or playing up to your competition, but... It, it feels, and it's just that simple. I mean, Nebraska's been a better team against the better teams. They played very sloppy in some of their worst football against the teams that they're favored against are supposed to be better than. Defensively, uh, here are the two quarterbacks you're worried about if you're Nebraska. Art Sitkowski. Do you go with Art? Do you just go with Arthur? Or do you just go with Sitz? Right, I, I don't know what his nickname is, but but Art's a three-star quarterback that looked okay against uh, Maryland in in injury, and then there's Johnny Langan. Hey, Johnny, uh, he's your zone read guy for Rutgers. Over under. This is not part of the Friday forecast, Elijah. Over under on total number of trick plays from Rutgers tonight. I'm setting the line at three. Three sounds about right because I mean. I know it's Rutgers, but there are still some playmakers on this offense. They have uh, Aaron Crookshank. He, he, I mean, he was a, a, a good return specialist for uh, for Wisconsin. You remember uh, him a year ago. Remember last year returning that? Was, it was the kickoff against Nebraska last Wisconsin, season. Wisconsin, yeah. That, that he returned for a touchdown. He's now playing for Rutgers, got his immediate eligibility. There are still playmakers in this offense. They might be down there. They're starting quarterback with Noah Vedral, but they're still going to find a, why, a way to get those guys the ball because, I mean, this Rutgers offense is nothing to scoff at. Well, they're... <laughs> they're, they're trick play dependent. I, I should say they're nothing to scoff at in that when you look at their, their stats on the season, they're not the most eye-popping offense, but Nebraska still has to, to take them seriously. Nebraska can't just say, okay, we put up 20 points, we should win our defense and keep us in it because this Rutgers offense still has playmakers. Here's what I know. Rutgers averages 27 a game. Nebraska allows 33. Nebraska scores 22. And... Uh, 36 total second-half points by the Big Red offensively. So if Nebraska is going to win this thing tonight, they are up at halftime, and uh, they get out to a nice first-half lead 
that's it. I, I have zero faith in Nebraska doing what they've not done this year, and that's putting points together in the second half and coming from behind. It looked okay against Iowa, didn't finish. So six takeaways is it for the Nebraska defense. Zero touchdowns for Wandale Robinson. And more of the offense is this. Seven plays of 30-plus yards is it. Here is your red zone number. And good uh, God love Connor Culp for being kicker of the year in the Big Ten. The other side of that is this. 15 for 31 for Nebraska football in the red zone. 15 trips resulted in touchdowns out of a total of 31 opportunities. That is horrific. That is absolutely brutal. Cold weather, New Jersey, and a chance to stay out of 13th place in the Big Ten. We'll get to the Friday forecast. Hail Varsity continues. We're here at Gate 25. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery here at Gate 25. It's a road show Friday, and he is imaginary, and he's always wore red. He's been missing in action for a while, but uh, this time of year, if he's not taking ch- toys from children, he's at least spying on their mothers. We welcome in our friend, Claus. Claus, happy holidays, brother. How are you? Well, I'm doing okay. I have been uh, really busy getting ready for the the holiday season. Uh, With everything uh, backed up this year, I've got some football on to watch. And uh, unfortunately, it was the Raiders and Chargers last night. But uh, any port in a storm. That's about right. That turned out okay. Uh, and we all are thankful we're not car with that groin injury. My Lord. Pulled up lame there. Let's get into a, uh, a Friday forecast set up here. Plenty of ball games going on. SC and Oregon will uh, get us kicked off. You know, I like SC. They win close games. Uh, Oregon's been reeling a bit. Uh, of course, the extension helps to keep your head coach in place. The, the line's three and a half. I just like SC in this thing. And I like SC uh, just enough to cover, right? Now give me USC 28-24 over Oregon. That sounds too low a scoring, but that's where I'm headed with it. Elijah, what do you got? I also like USC over Oregon. I don't think I like them enough to cover, though. I think it's going to be a really close game. Give me USC 34 and Oregon 31. USC wins, but they missed that cover by a half point. All right, uh, Claus, what do you got here? Are you on Oregon or are you on USC? Well, I'll be honest with you, fellas. I completely forgot that the Pac-12 existed. A conference <laughs> that uh, makes Kevin Warren's leadership look like it deserves its own TED Talk. So, without knowing anything about the teams, I always try to look for the Nebraska connection. I believe USC has the best Nebraska connection because Lori Laughlin uh, cheated and is going to jail over getting her daughters into USC. Lori Laughlin, best known for playing Aunt Becky, who was from 
Valentine, Nebraska. So <clears throat> give me USC 35 and Oregon 31. We have the Aunt Becky reference, and I think she's out of the slammer, uh, the the old rowing scholarship. Iowa State-Oklahoma Big 12 championship game. Can Campbell and Iowa State do it twice? Sooners minus five and a half. I like Iowa State to go two for two. And Campbell's just special. And I I think Iowa State gets it done. And uh, give me Iowa State outright the win. Uh, 38-31. And I'm going with the Cyclones here to keep knocking on that playoff door. We'll see if they get in. Elijah? I think uh, Matt Campbell's built a great program at Iowa State, um, but this Oklahoma team is different than whenever these teams played first time around. They've gotten a lot better. Spencer Rattler has settled into his own as Oklahoma's quarterback. Uh, So I got Oklahoma to win here. They're not going to cover. It's going to be really close. Uh, Give me Oklahoma 31 and Iowa State 30. I got a late Oklahoma State touchdown to give them the win. All right, uh, Claus, what do you got here, Oklahoma or Iowa State? Well, on one hand, AT&T Stadium is painted in the primer color like so many IROC feet and Norman, so they'll feel <laughs> right at home. <laughs> but I like Iowa State. I think they're a pretty good team. I don't know who's nervous. They're fans for their first conference championship in a while or the Pigs in Iowa if they win it. <laughs> I'll take Iowa State in this one, 31, and Oklahoma, 27. You know, I left Minnesota, Wisconsin off the list here, and I'm a little disappointed in myself for for doing that. Let's get to Florida, Bama. Bama's minus 17. I think Bama covers. I think Bama rolls. And uh, Florida's okay. They'll put up some points. But give me Alabama, 49 to uh, 24. Uh, the win and cover for uh, St. Nick and company. What do you got, Elijah? Uh, I also like uh, Alabama to win this game pretty big, uh, but Kyle Trask, you never know what can happen with him. Uh, so because of Kyle Trask, I'm going to say Florida covers this one. I still think Bama gets a pretty big win here. Uh, give me Bama 49. Give me Florida 34. That's a 15-point win for Bama. Mm. Wow. All right. Claus, you here on uh, Bama or you with Florida to cover? Well, I think I like Bama in this one. Florida's got a lot of good athletes, but as they say, uh, most of them are going to go pro in something other than sports. And in one young Florida Gators case, he probably won't be going pro and working at Journeys. So I'm going to take Alabama in this one. I think it's probably a little bit of a runaway. I think 42 to 27, but the game never really feels that close. Ohio State, uh, Northwestern, they get rolling tomorrow at 11. Ohio State was 20 and a half. Uh, I know one of the wideouts will probably be out for Ohio State. I don't know if the quarterback uh, is is COVID bit or not, but you're going to be missing some dudes for Ohio State. The question is, will it matter? I like Northwestern to keep this close. And uh, they did it two years ago. I think they'll do it again. I think Ohio State wins, clearly. But I think, I think Northwestern hangs around. Give me the, uh, the, the, the Buckeyes 42 to, I don't know, 28, one of those type ball games. And I know that's a lot of points for, for Northwestern. But 
uh, I think Ohio State will have a little bit of a respect problem with Northwestern, and they'll uh, they'll capitalize at least to keep this thing entertaining early. What do you got for me, Elijah? Uh, I think that Ohio State's got a chip on their shoulder. They've been hearing the national media saying they haven't done much this season. So they're going to go try to put out a, a big performance in uh, the Big Ten Championship game. I will say I think Northwestern is going to hang around early. That uh, They're going to get a little bit of hope and uh, maybe cover that first half spread, but I don't think they can cover this spread overall. I got Ohio State winning 42-20, a 22-point win for the Buckeyes. Claus, what do you got, Buckeyes or Northwestern? Well, I'm really rooting for Ohio State. I feel like we've uh, actually managed to make friends with them, which is something Michigan hasn't been able to do in 100 years uh, or win a championship that anybody cared about. That said, I'm tired of hearing Indiana fans complain about how they got jobs. You think the Big Ten's making Northwestern wear pool floaties and a blindfold during the game instead of pads, but I'm going to take Ohio State in this one regardless of who's out. I think they win 35 and Northwestern 21. Nebraska and Rutgers, I have zero faith in Nebraska giving a damn about this game. Uh, Nebraska will be okay defensively. The offense is still a mess. This is uh, another kick to the junk. Rutgers 35, Nebraska 17. There I said it. Elijah, what do you got? I don't have it that bad. I think Nebraska hangs around. I think it's a close game. I think... uh they could win it at the end, but I'm not going to say that here uh, because I am a smart man and I have been bitten too much this season. So give me Rutgers 24, Nebraska 21. It's close, but they can't get it done. Claus Savis, what do you got here? Nebraska Rutgers minus six and a half. Big red. Well, people are complaining about us having to go to New Jersey and play in the State University of New Jersey, but we've gotten some good things out of New Jersey. Mike Rozier comes to mind, worked out pretty well for us. So I expect tonight will be okay. Now that said, <clears throat> New Jersey might have given us micros here, but mostly they just give us fat, hairy people in track suits, which <laughs> probably confuses the men in Wisconsin, given what they're normally attracted to. So I'll take Nebraska in this one, <clears throat> as always. Nebraska 24 and Rutgers 21. Claus, you have a Merry Christmas. Okay. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Oh, one final time on a Friday road show here, Hail Varsity Radio at Gate 25. Thanks to Brandon and the crew for having us out here. It's been a lot of fun. We were here for the Real Red Reaction Show last week. Uh, we'll be in studio for the Real Red Reaction Show tonight. Myself and JP from 96 Kicks. Elijah Herbal back at our studios. Chris Schmidt and Gate 25, a good spot. Some uh, Rutgers, Nebraska air quote, throwback classics going on the 2013 game where Amir went for 225. Uh, I'd pay for Amir to just fly to to Piscataway right now and brother, do your thing. So it it is that time, Elijah, now that we're together again for a steak and a beer bet. Uh, You've got Miami and New England. That's a a money game this weekend. Drew Brees going to start against Kansas City uh, for the NFL, that's 
another big-time ball game. Last night's contest, entertaining with the Chargers and Raiders. Football tomorrow with your donks against 10-3 Buffalo. Green Bay's uh, going to rock against Carolina. Do you have a game circled? What are you most interested in here for the stake in this beer bet? There are good games this weekend, but there's also a lot of bad games this weekend. There's a lot of bad games. Sunday night football is Browns and Giants. Monday night football is going to be Steelers and Bengals. The the, the primetime lineup isn't that great, but there's some great games tomorrow at noon. You mentioned Patriots-Dolphins. I also really like Vikings-Bears. Um, Falcons Buccaneers could be somewhat interesting just because you never know what's going to happen with that Bucks offense. Sometimes they'll put up 40, sometimes they'll put up uh, 17. Um, so the noon slate looks like the way to go tomorrow. I, I think the two I'm looking at are Patriots Dolphins and then Vikings Bears. Is there either one of those you prefer? You know, I think uh, Miami and uh, New England's where we go. And the, the one team that has kind of stepped on the toes of New England to end the season, they always end. The regular season, it feels like, latter part, right, December football, New England ends up going to Miami. And I know Tom Brady and company lost last year in Miami. I think they've lost the last several years in Miami. Well, this is Cam Newton. This is a less prolific offense. You've had the defense really had to carry the day. I really like Tua and what he does. The offense is pretty decent. Gasecki's nice. Now, you're, you want to talk about back-to-back weekends. You, you forced four turnovers. You had two red zone interceptions, right, against Kansas City. You, you were plus three or four in the turnover battle, except you had a – you know, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I, I saw, like, two or three red zone interceptions in one game. And, and that was defensive backs making some, some big plays. You know what? Who do you want? Miami's uh, getting three at home. Uh, if you want Miami with three at home, you just had a lot of good things about the Dolphins. I, I think I can let you have them. I, I'll let you have the Dolphins by three. I'll, I'll take Patriots in three points. Yeah, done. Done. I want, I want the fish. It's, it's going to be low scoring. That's what I'm saying. It's uh, it's defense versus defense going to be low scoring. I think it comes down to the, to the last possession. So should we, is it three or three and a half? Uh, I'm, uh, I have three in front of me, Elijah. Okay, we'll, we'll go with three then. I'll, I'll take right. the Patriots in three points. I'm expecting a push. I, I think it's going to be Dolphins by three, so we'll see. Well, we'll see. All right, enjoy. Real Red Reaction tonight, immediately following Nebraska Rutgers. We're signing off here from Gate 25 on Hale Varsity. Thanks for tuning in.